Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 2023 Canadian Triple Crown Series Motocross Nationals Preview Show. Billy Ranger with Greg Poisson here, the fish. Thanks for hanging out, Greg. That's, uh, we've got a lot to talk about in this 250 class. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably the deepest 250 class I think we've we've ever had. Um, but, you know, the, I, I really think there's there's five, six guys that can be that can win motos. And, I mean, there's 10 to 11 guys that can fill that top 10 in any way, shape, or form. So, um, I mean, it's all to talk about. Yeah, well, let's, let's do it uh, like, like you were saying before we started rolling. We'll do it kind of in, uh, in groups because we kind of got that, like you mentioned, we have a group of guys that we think can win. We've got a group of guys that are going to be in that five to eight, and there's some new guys that we're not sure about, so they're going to be coming in. So there's a few ways to talk about this. So let's, uh, like you say, we'll do it in the groups here. So we'll talk about uh, that first group. We might as well start off with the last year's champ, but he's injured. Yeah. We're talking about uh, Ryder McNabb, had yep. that uh, leg injury, but he's coming in. What, uh, what do we got with him? Uh, Ryder's back on the bike from everything I heard. I, I talked to him today, actually, in person. Uh, he was at Gopher, uh, not riding, but he rode yesterday, and then he was actually flying out from, from uh, Hamilton back home. Um, he's got a nice little scar on his foot, or his ankle, I should say. Um, you know, not 100%, but he's definitely not looking too bad. He's back riding, like training and riding. So he did lose a bit of time, of course, but uh, he's back to, to you know, business as usual. All right, and a kid like him, like he uh, went down south racing the big American Amateur Nationals, turning tons of heads. Everybody down there, if you talk to them, they would say, listen, this kid's going to blow everybody away up here. So uh, he was looking fast, obviously. He wants to race in the States. I guess he's got one more year on his contract, and he does, or one-year deal, and wants to go uh, south. Yeah, I know I've heard that he wants yep. to definitely head south again uh, and make something happen down there. So he uh, won't be coming in where he wanted to be maybe mentally a bit of time off gets that fire burning even more he's young so he's probably that way anyway but uh, yeah he's definitely full of full of the energy for sure and it was funny to see him in the gdr shop today um you know with piccolo there and you know everyone's being oh Ryder, Ryder, how's it going and jake's right there too was, and they're gonna be the ones i think really battling it out right so right it's kind of a neat dynamic to see right so well, we might as well let's talk about him next jake piccolo the one the year before 2021 mx champ uh new team they swap teams now he's on the GDR team, uh, Dylan Wright's teammate. He, I mean, there's lots of stuff, uh, lots of benefits for that for him. A guy like him, the f- most fun guy to watch. You're ever going to see ride a dirt bike. Uh, can he win this thing as well? 100%. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the, the GDR Honda Fox uh, hat on for no reason. I'm a <laughs> big supporter of that team. Uh, I think Jake's definitely the, the guy to beat, in my opinion. I think he's, you know, last year was doing well. But this year's a, the program's all, all new, all different for him. On, on you know Honda's and good good bikes and uh, not saying he wasn't on good bikes before of course but like he's on they, they have a good solid program there where he's around Dylan all the time um, you know under Diggs watchful eye and uh, you know just really keeping him honest so uh, there's no slacking off there at all so I think he's going to be good and especially as a, he's got the experience out west being a western kid but he's been riding gopher you know as he goes east he's going to be just as good I think Right, and uh, I, I think like it's cool, like you, you mentioned, because like you say, you are you're close to those guys over there too. You're over there all the time, and uh, they have to almost pull him off the bike. The kid likes to ride so much; like, yep. he just rides, rides, rides. Like he just, just yeah. loves it. Yeah, I know that they like they schedule him, like they tell him hey, these are off days. You have to take <laughs> days off the bike because he just rides all the time. Like whether it's a pit bike, which he's got a pretty cool little pit bike. It's on today a CRF one one twenty five. Um, but uh, yeah, he just wants to ride all the time. Whether it's two fifty, four fifty pit bikes, whatever he wants to ride. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's, it's, again, that's a problem a lot of teams don't have with the riders. So it's cool to hear they just wants to keep riding and riding. And then uh, last year, came up from New Zealand, riding for the Partzilla PRMX team. Josiah Natsky uh, came up, won the first four motos. We were like, wow, blew, blew us away when he came up here. Uh, now he's coming for the full series. 
race Supercross for the first time this year. Josiah Nasky, another guy we're putting in that top group of guys who can win this thing. Yeah, I mean, Josiah is going to be solid and, uh, and okay, yeah, he's going to be solid. He's going to uh, to be that guy that's going to win motos. He's going to win motos regardless. He's going to be win overalls. He's a bit older than those those the other younger guys too, so he's got a bit more of a mature attitude, we'll say, just because he is a bit older. He's been all over the world racing and, and has more life experience, but um, you know, we saw him when he cleaned up those first four motos and then it kind of had a bit of a mishap at San Lee, but uh, you know, he's, he's going to be good. Uh, we saw him on the 450 at Wall last year. It was like a guy that I was like, holy smokes, he might be able to beat Dylan. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I think he's a world-class rider. I think he's got a, a calmness about him too that, uh, I mean, it does take some aggression obviously in the 250 class, but I think he can ride that fast but still stay in control. Like, I think he's a guy that's, I think he's a world-class talent. Yeah, so I, I think, agree. Uh, yeah, and, and the fact that he was getting gate drops and learned a lot. I mean, it was pretty humbling for him to go out there and race Supercross. I mean, obviously I got to see him racing it, got to talk with him and stuff like that. So he's looking forward to getting back to the outdoors. He's, I think he's got the speed to take wins. Like we're talking about, we're putting him in that first group. It's going to be fun to see for sure. Yeah, he's definitely, a, a, for sure, a moto winner and overall. And, you know, I think that'll put him round by round. He'll add up the points and he'll be there at the end. Right. Okay, now we got to also talk about uh, Mitchell Harrison. He was a 250 Triple Crown, which includes our Supercross Arena Cross Series. Uh, he won that. Um, so him, I mean, obviously he's back with the same team. He loves it up here. Loves being with Tyler Medallia, hanging out. He's become a, uh, you know, we brought him in as a Canadian, man. He loves it up here. He's a Tim Hortons guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's Like I say, he's not as flashy. He's kind of like a nasty, sure. right? He's not, he's not whipping it and scrubbing it and doing all those different things. He's just a consistent guy. Um, where he's always in the fight, but you, you, you don't even really notice him sometimes. It's not a dig at him either. He's just he's just consistent. He's consistently consistent. You know, he's just always there. And that's what ends up being. He was second in points last year and then won the Triple Crown because um, he did it indoors as well. I mean, he's he's the team's got a new rig this year. They've got more support. Um, you know, T-Dags, he's, he's under T-Dags' wing when, you know, he's... He's learning golfing all the, together. Golfing, golfing, yeah, riding woods, building jumps, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> I don't know what those East Coast guys do, but but he's, uh, you know, he's enjoying. Nighties. Yeah, yeah, he's eating lots of pastries and baking, <laughs> baked goods, but he's enjoying this time. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a guy uh, that's going to still be up there again, and, and he'll be there. Like I said, you finished second last year, and if you asked me if you finished second last year, I would have said no because he didn't ever seem to be the guy that was winning motos and, and right, right. killing it, but he was just always there. Right, yeah, and I think that's... Probably what he'll do again. Again, we'll wait to see. Again, second second year on the program. Loves it. Uh, loves it there. Knows our stuff now. Knows our tracks. Knows how our races work. He'll be more comfortable heading into it. Obviously, he's very comfortable with the team. So, I think uh, if anything, we're going to see him. Uh, you know, well, only only better would be to win it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, only one spot to go from second is the first, right? So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And now, obviously, we have to talk about this guy, two-time champ, moves up to the 450s, retires. Gets the idea, they get, uh, let's come back, race the 252 stroke for the KTM team. Okay, he comes back. Having uh, some gremlins with the bike, not, uh, they've decided not to go with the 252 stroke. Talking about Kevin Benoit here, of course. He's going to be a 250F guy like the, like the rest of them. Uh, boy, we got to throw him in there. Yeah, I mean, they, I think KTM and those guys there did a really good job with their marketing because they just wanted to spice up the offseason. We're all sitting here in the winter and cold, and all of a sudden, hey, like, let's race a 252 stroke, and everyone's freaking out Let's about pull it. two-time champ back. Yeah, like yeah. it was a big deal, and they said, actually, no, psych, we're gonna race a 250F. And I think, you know, that's that's gonna be, uh, overall, they've got tons of time with that bike, and and uh, I mean, he's gonna be a, a, a up there as well. You can't ever count him out. Um, is he, is, he's older now, he's got responsibilities, different things like a kid, and, 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 and you know, getting older, that happens. So does he have that 
pin it to win in style? No, he doesn't have that anymore. I'm sure he doesn't. Like you, you just don't as you get older. Um, but he's going to be one of those guys like Anatsky or Harrison who is going to agree, yeah. to be smart about it and be in there. Okay, am I going to be able to get this moto win? No, but I'm going to get the overall um, stuff like that. He'll be ha- he'll be okay with getting a second or third. Yeah, some of the kids will just go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they'll, they'll bury just for the win and, yeah. and end up getting fifth or sixth. Yeah, that's exactly. Great. So that's the consistency that adds up over the season. All right, so man, that's a that's a busy top five, and now dropping down for the uh, Walton Kawasaki Seven team, we've got Tanner Ward raced four fifties last year. He's dropping down to the two fifty class. Man, is he in that top five six group? I mean, we've got him kind of in the next uh, next on our list. I'm going to put Tanner in, in the top five uh, as the season progresses. Hasn't had a lot of time on that bike. He did really well at Walt when he when he did yeah. drop down randomly last year, but. You know, to, to be in there at the end, those are those are guys that have all raced 250s the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, being on a 450 last year, did really well on it, kind of came into his own, was a solid podium guy by the end uh, at times. But um, I think we put him later on, and uh, as the season comes east, he'll get better. I think he just he has had limited time on that bike too. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be one of those guys that, that gets better as the series comes east. All right, yeah, well, uh, it's going to be interesting. Like you say, he was really strong last year at uh, when he was going to double class it qualified like way way at the top kind of with the in the 250 get both he and tyler medalli yeah, dropped down to the down. 250s for fun and uh Ty tanner didn't race the 250 but um it did very well in the 450s so uh we got him mixed and funny thing is the next guy we're going to talk about finished third in the series and we're looking at him in like down here in like seventh person we're talking about talking about sebastian racine i mean uh here's another he's a kind of our sleeper guy i mean he could come out and turn some heads yeah he is a sleeper for sure and that just shows the depth of the class right he finished third last year but I don't put him in there. There's so many guys that can win motos. Seb almost won that one at Sandalee last year. Now, ironically, he's on the MX-1 Sandalee team. Uh, you know, KT is all about good times, good vibes. Big hugger. You know, big just hugger. a big, big happy guy. <laughs> um, and I think maybe Seb's going to really kind of flourish under that and do well um, because it's a good vibes team. It's, it's you know, they've got a new rig too, which is cool. Nice to see some more rigs coming into the, the series. I mean, the less trailers, more rigs. Does that make us look more legit? Kind of. Um, but I think, you know, they've got good bikes. Alan Brown's building those bikes up, making them absolutely dialed. Um, just super good. And, you know, Doc being there as well, getting involved with the, the tech side of it behind the scenes. Um, you know, they've got a solid program. All right. Now, that's uh, that's kind of our first little grouping there. Those Sebastian, is he in that top one or is he in the next one here? We're going to talk about guys like next. We got like Quinn Amiot. We got uh, uh, Wyatt Kerr, Jair Mitchell, Dylan Rempel, like in this little grouping here. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the six to ten guys. And then we kind of throw Tanner there at the beginning and then move up later. Like it's it's just so deep. I can't keep saying that. It's so deep um, that there, you know, we've got Quinn Amiot spent the whole winter down south, uh, you know, training, riding. I don't think he, he did some super cross even. Yeah, I don't even think he, he even stopped riding. Um you know, so he's he's going to be fit. Uh, he's out west right now, testing with the Manluck team. Uh, they got XPR building the motors. They're going to have super solid, fast bikes. Um, I think they've got that really figured out too, because I know they had some demons a couple years ago, and then this year, last year, they, right, yeah, they, they, they did some things yeah, in. They did. Um, and then looking at that, we've got like Wyatt Kurt. I consider Wyatt to be a real. He's my dark horse pick um, to be a, to to jump into that. To top jump five. into the next, he's a guy. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think there's going to be times where if he gets a good start. He's going to be there at the end, um, especially as he gets further on in the series uh, with the Priority MX, uh, the KTM team there. Um, Peter's very involved with that team, giving Y pretty much everything he could need to to be his best. So uh, I think that's that's 
you know, what else more could you ask for other than having a big, you know, big rig and all that stuff, which really isn't necessary to do well on a, in a, on a, in a motocross race. So uh, I think Wyatt's really gritty. He's going to really want it, and he, he's young too. And I, I think he's going to be my dark horse for sure. All right, yeah, again, that's a, that's a tough little group there with Wyatt Kerr. We also had Jair Mitchell, a guy he raced uh, Futures. I saw him at one. He, he was the next fastest guy after the top kind of uh, factory kids that are going up, uh, moving up. Uh, he looked great. He had a bit of a still battling his wrist. I mean, that's what kept, kept him out for the past little while. He's been south of the border. Uh, but he's up here in Ontario. He's riding. He's racing. He's got speed, man. I put him in that group as well for sure. I think he's going to, uh, if he's fit, if his wrist is good, he is going to be chipping at that top part too. Yeah, I mean, it, we don't really have much to go off like historical data. That's the only issue, right? Is the numbers don't really support that. Um, he's been hurt a lot. As you see, he yeah. still kind of is hurt. So is right. he going to be in top form? I think if he gets a good start, maybe we'll be there. But I mean, I can't even tell you the last time I saw him race was I said COVID Supercross at Gopher. I think that was the last time I saw him race, which was you know two years ago at right, this right. point. Um, and things haven't gone well since, other than you know seeing him at Futures and whatnot. So um, him and the next up is Dylan Rempel. Uh, Dylan Rempel had a great start to the season last year. He's a 15-year-old, 15-year-old. So let's not forget that. Yeah, and then he was he was 15, and he looked like he was 15. Like he right. didn't look out of place on a on a KLX 110 when I saw him at the Mini Bike Nationals last year. <laughs> He's he was tiny. He was small. Um, I think that kind of bit him when it came to racing the, the longer motos, bigger bikes, stuff like that. And now he's definitely grown a lot. He's he looks much better on the bike, much bigger. Um, he's with the PRMX team. Julian's giving him everything he can. He's kind of the next guy to come up to that team, which Julian's doing, you know, some Supercross and moto guys as well as and and Dylan to come up too. So if Dylan can remain healthy, he's going to be a solid top ten guy at all times. Maybe maybe cracking into that that five to eight. Right. Okay. So we've talked about eleven kids so far, riders, and we got kind of two groups to mix it to mix together there. So it's kind of a, again, like we say, the two fifty man. You don't want to turn your, uh, you don't want to look away from this group. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Like I say, top five or six are going to be interchangeable throughout the year. We think. Yep. And then behind those guys, filling out the top 10, 11, they're all going to be kind of battling too. And like you say, kids like maybe uh, Wyatt Kirk and maybe jump into the next one. I, I just we'll see. Yeah. If somebody has one of those top top five six guys have a, a crash, first turn crash. You can fill in with any one of those next next few guys. I think that's going to be your solid top 10 for the most part. And then we obviously have a group after that that can mix in. I think any one of these guys from the, the 6 to 10 are going to be able to jump up to the, the 1 to 5 range at any point um, with any mistakes. And then the, obviously the next group we're going to talk about can, can jump up to that that's 5 to 10 range, 6 to 10 range, whatever we call it. Yeah, okay. This next little group we need to talk about here too is uh, kids like uh, Tyler Gibbs. Just happened, uh, oh boy, yesterday. I mean, he split, parted ways with his team at the uh, Steve Sims, the SSR uh, TLD Gas Gas team. So he is now back in BC. Says he's going to keep doing the entire series. Says he's going to be at round one. Watch, he's looking for some help. I know that for sure. Uh, his name is popping up on other teams as they found out that he's now uh, without a ride. Uh, but like you say, he could be a guy, I mean, man, certainly indoors, outdoors, he's, he's got speed. I put Gibbs, like, the only reason he's not even in the top 10 right now is because we don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. He could show up on a 450, right? Yeah, we don't know that. So that's, I'm keeping him out of that be the conversation because we don't right. know what he's doing. Right. Um, Tanner Scott is, is another option that, or another another guy there that can be up in that top 10. He's young, his first full pro year. I think MVP he's going to be with Al Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be that you know, consistent ten to twelve guy, and then jump up as the season goes on and gets more more accustomed to the bikes, the tracks, everything, the pace. 
um, he'll get better as the season goes on. And then his MVP uh, intermediate teammate, uh, Blake Davies, the Mission Missile out there. This kid, he's like, I think he's almost six foot four now, for goodness sake. He's a young kid too, 14, 15 years old. Yep, Newt um, loves him. Newt's yeah. always talking about him and the, the, yeah, the Mission Missile out there. So he's, yeah, uh, yeah. he'll do well and, and we'll see if he, I think he's going to do all the rounds too. He's going to go out east, so that's cool. Um, we have guys like and Zach. he'll be doing all the uh, the transcan qualifying and stuff like that oh, too. Yeah, exactly. the, you know, the the West can, the E can, the transcan. Yep, yep. So then we've got guys exactly uh, Zeph for on the Manluck team now. Um, really, kind of just an extra guy that's going to be in there. I think he's going to be cracking that top ten. He's got good bikes, good good program. He's been with Quinn all winter riding. So. I think there's an argument could be made. He's up in that uh, group with that second group we mentioned. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, see how he's doing. We'll have to wait and see. And then we've got obviously the. The uh, the elephant in the room, uh, Justin Bogle. Justin Bogle will not be uh, competing the first two rounds, at least, from what we're right. hearing. Um, you know, he was the, the big talk of how's he going to do? Is he going to wax everybody? Is he going to, you know, who, where is he going to fit in? And then, uh, you know, obviously gets hurt pretty bad, and, and now we're hearing it won't be the first two rounds. Supercross is going to be a big, uh, World Supercross is going to be his focus, and then we're going to see where he goes from there. I hope he shows up because it's going to bring some buzz. You know, U.S. Uh, media as well are going to be interested in how he does. Yeah. So I really hope he shows up even for Sandley, River Glade, Walton, kind of stuff like that. I doubt he'll race Gopher. Coming off the, off the yeah. injured reserve, you're not going to show up and race <laughs> Gopher, but hey, maybe you will. You never know. Yeah, I guess I've been talking with the team and everything. They're leaving it up to him. I mean, he's coming back. He isn't even, even able to be on a bike right now. Uh, obviously, like you said, World Supercross is going to be his... his, uh, his, his his focus for sure. Love to see him up here. It will be kind of fun to see for sure. But uh, I guess uh, I guess don't hold your breath. I guess it's, uh, it's kind of what the bottom line is there for uh, Justin Bogle. So um, yeah, and, and and we also we mentioned the uh, the fact that uh, you know 252 stroke stuff is wide open. It kind of was already, but now now Americans can you know can come up and ride. Maybe we see some guys show up. I think we will. Maybe they're on two strokes. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're on two VDFs. But uh, you know, with the border being open again, uh, it's we're getting back to that that pre-COVID situation where at any weekend I know a lot of guys who show up at Gopher or Walton or any of those races Sandalee there's some guys I remember back in the day double classic I don't know how the series aligned but um, you know maybe hopping up and making the, the drive to, to do other rounds um, I think we're going to see a few sleepers like that for sure yeah actually, I hope so I hope we do I mean I, when I was down south you know at the practice tracks and stuff I always mentioned it and they're like oh wow two, oh, two, two stroke the fact that 252 stroke thing kind of got a lot of people hmm so hopefully we do see that it'll be kind of fun whether they're on four strokes or two strokes would be uh, just it's just nice to have uh, obviously a deeper field more uh, more excitement to watch and everything so all right greg we got to do it let's do our uh let's finish this up i think we covered everything there in the uh, little bit of groupings there yep uh let's get your top three in the series what do you think motocross uh, series uh i'm going piccolo uh natsky mcnab you're going piccolo natsky mcnab yep okay i'm gonna go natsky piccolo mcnab okay all right. Yep. And again, hey, hey, wrong. I'm hey, sorry to anybody we didn't pick there. Don't get mad. So you got to pick somebody. We got to yeah. fit three guys. I mean, I we already I, put twenty guys in the top six. Yeah, I, I think at any point, either one of those top three guys are going to be in championship talks. It's going to be sure, at sure. any at any point. It really just depends as the season goes on. We only have you know nine rounds outside uh, outdoors, but uh, you know it could be Piccolo, it could be Natsuki. Is Natsuki's uh, perseverance and maturity going to shine through? Is Benoit going to grab some moto wins? Uh, where's McNabb going to show up on the KTM? He's a big KTM guy, although he spent a lot of time on Honda's last few years. We know Piccolo's got a solid program this year. He's, you know, he's fit. He's he's ready to prove himself. He's kind of laid back and hanging out. I've hung out with those guys a lot the last little while, and uh, he, you know, he's pretty quiet. 
but I think he's going to be the guy that comes out and and, and uh, just and it really puts it to them. But like I said, I like to see, I want to see some good racing. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think there's going to be a shortage of that in the in the 250 class for sure. I think we're going to be uh, we we could be totally wrong. We could be right on the money. You never know, right? But uh, again. It's so close, I think, with those guys that it's going to be a good battle right through the season. And, uh, Absolutely. Like, yeah, some guys will be great, like McNabb racing himself back into shape with that injury. Other guys coming off racing Supercross. Other guys have time have been off. Other guys dropping down from the 450 class. And there's just a lot of little storylines that uh, keep it interesting and are going to put them in the mix in the conversation throughout the whole season, I think. Yeah, I truly think that one of the con- uh, one of the biggest uh, topics of conversation is going to be Benoit. Where does he fit? Does he come out and absolutely blow the doors off everyone? He could. He's done it before. Um, I mean, that was a number of years ago. But, like I said, it's never say never. You don't know where he's going to fit in, but I think he's he's going to be right where we talked about. That's my prediction. All right. All right. Well, I think we uh, covered the 250 class. Uh, anything else you want to add on that? I think we did it. Let's drop the gate. Let's drop the gate. All right. Hey, thanks for watching that. And, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the 450 class. That was much better. Is this thing on? Can you imagine it was?